0: Oh, just listen to that four-liter per under hood. Oh, it's good. Oh, just listen to the shifts of this five-speed. Oh, this Jeep is glory. Oh, damn. oh boy, he's that. Oh no. Do you know why I pulled you over, son? Uh, or, or sir, son? Did you see my foot through the floorboard? Uh, maybe. Was it the exhaust hanging on the ground? Was that it? Not that I noticed, but... Oh, it's because I was doing 55 and a 54, right?
1: <laughs> this vehicle couldn't do 55.
0: Eh, that's fair, okay. Then what's the problem, officer? I don't believe this is a legally registered and insured vehicle. It looks like someone drove a riding lawnmower through a scrapyard. Ooh, that's cold. Don't worry, though, I've got insurance. I'll prove it's insured and registered. Check it out. Let me just move this Taco Bell wrapper. Okay. Insurance, please. Uh... Wait, I've got marble. Marbles? No, Marble. It's the fast, free, and easy insurance app that lets you track all of your insurance policies by keeping them all in one place. Boom, there we go. Wow, this is great. Thanks, I actually bought this YJ a few weeks ago. No, not the car, the app. It has insurance for all of your weird cars in one place. Amazing. Most people I pull over waste my time trying to look up their insurance. Once you set it up, it actually monitors your insurance so you can get alerted if there's any rate increase.
1: You know where I could sign up?
0: Um, Yeah, just go to MarblePay.com slash Autopian. Just Marble? I got you, it's MarblePay.com slash Autopian. <laughs> Welcome, Whippersnappers! The Autopian Podcast, Season Two. If Episode One of the Autopian Podcast felt like it ended abruptly, that's because it did. This is Part Two. I, I haven't Utopia. heard
2: these, so yeah, let's see, uh, let's let's air out this dirty I don't laundry. Want to <laughs> tattle. I don't want to tattle.
1: Uh, but I, want, I want to hear. I do know. For, there's a you, the you know the graphic arts team is in the yes. same office, and they have a big. I'm, I'm, I'm someone who has a background in graphic art and design, and I remember those these, these big paste-up boards, mm-hmm. like these big like work tables, With and grids you have on the, them. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to have grids, and you're, you're you know you're putting exacto together, exactos, you're cutting things. And one of the key things you want to have is they shouldn't be. Ideally, they shouldn't be filthy. They shouldn't have I, a I bunch agree. of you know they're sterile areas. They shouldn't have a bunch of grime and grit, and it shouldn't be like you. Took like a like a like a like a mop through a, like a, a junkyard and then just emptied it out, just shook it over the table. You shouldn't have that. I agree. And I, somehow they appeared to have just that. They appeared to be like a, maybe a meteor impacted above it and just crumbled. It in wasn't the that dust. bad. It wasn't that bad. It was. But you got a note, didn't you, David? There was
0: some, there was some dirt on the half. I was dismantling some half doors to have them repainted. Mm-hmm. And it was late at night and. Uh, <laughs> Dismantling. <laughs> and I took them out, and uh, there was a bunch of dust in, in the half doors. Dust. It was like. Because it was. Generous. From, it was from, no, it was from the, from the desert, so there was a bunch of sand in it.
1: That's not dust. I like just sand. picture like everybody in the
2: office like you know cleaning their keyboard with their little air <laughs> yes. thing and being all careful to keep everything nice and David walks in with his like his door and plunks it down and just starts ripping it apart. It's got sand. It's not dust. That's pretty accurate your description there. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, pebbles and so shit there was in some there, sand on there
0: and um, hmm. I return the next morning. This to- isn't Zen garden sand either. No no there was not a, like a miniature no, rake or anything. Is,
1: okay. Um,
0: and uh, nobody minded, it was totally fine. That's
1: the end that's of the story. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not, what are you basing the nobody minded part on? No, a you know? note? You're not basing it on the note. Uh, there was The note was mostly. There were a few exclamation
0: marks and a couple uh, underlines. But okay, it was okay fine. so that's just. Okay,
1: that eventually got cleaned up. You got an angry note. You still need to buy the, the we, woman who runs no, 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 that thing no, no, no. a we, box we, of donuts we, or we something. brought
0: donuts, everything's
2: fine.
1: To her specifically? Mm. No, you need to go back
2: to Wayne Oh, and something. now we're seeing some uh, video. Yeah, so the of, video. So, David uh, also of David got super
1: into this uh, rear spare tire carrier for the, his YJ. He believes no, no. this is a very valuable thing. This is not
0: for the YJ, this is for Grand Cherokee. Oh, I'm and sorry. Oh, for the Grand Cherokee. Don't say
1: I believe it. It's,
0: this, is, this is a holy grail of tire carriers for a ZJ. Yeah. There are maybe like 20 of those in the world left. Sure,
1: the Sistine Chapel of spare tire carriers David <laughs> finally got access to. And it, because he can't just leave this outside, this piece of uh, thing that's designed to be outside, he's got it inside. <laughs> that's too valuable. The, he's got it inside the offices here. Uh, and it's not like it's a small thing. But it's, a, it's an art piece, I think.
2: Yeah. They had to put oh, cones yeah. around it.
1: They put, co- yeah, they put cones around it <laughs> because it's a big, sharp piece. It's of, not yeah. sharp. That's not true. It's safe. If, what you, it's not that safe. If you hit your, it's at shin level, and it's like you know, it's like you can hit your shin on it. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's and pretty heavy metal. Line. Like, yeah, if you were to fall on this thing, it would be no fun at all. And it's it's not like it's tiny. And apparently, it's in the office, and apparently, there is people not crazy that a good chunk of the floor space in the office is. So, being taken so David's like
2: still getting used to being with other humans. Yeah, you know. it's a
1: transition. Yeah, it's Can't true. Fast.
0: It's a big change from you know just being in a house in suburban Detroit. So, you know, we're getting there.
2: It is. So is your, like, office starting to look like your house did? His office 100% looks like his house did. Oh, you no. should
0: check
1: out my office, actually. You know yeah. what? Bo, Bo check out my office. I kind of don't want to. The office <laughs> no, is... David's office, if you break up the volume of space, it is 82% old car parts, and then there's, like, a small channel where a human hypothetically could go inside, sit, and work at a small there's area a desk of desk and a lamp? Yeah.
2: Well, at least you live it, man. I'll give you that. So. He does. He does walk the walk. Good.
1: David. Yeah, and no, at great. least the d- office is got a door that can close and it's contained. And let me just point out, out, a lot what of... Is the smell? The smell's yeah, fine. Yeah, oh, apparently That's he never works in the office. From what I'm told is he works everywhere but his office. Well, so he works on
2: his car in the office.
1: Yeah. Just yeah, not he, on the right. utopian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He works on his car in <laughs> the <laughs> office. And then everywhere else... Yeah, I guess he gets in everybody else's space. <laughs> and then
2: he works on the utopian in his car.
1: Uh, I think the smell's fine. Yeah but I will, uh, I will. No one brought up smell. I don't even know why that came up. Which means something's wrong. Wait, did
2: someone? No, I did
1: ask about oh, smell. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. Okay. okay.
0: You haven't heard anything from anybody. No. Okay. No. All right.
2: I'm just thinking
0: about. I will stench. just note. I will just note that yeah. it's not just a lot of people at Galpin walk the walk when it comes to cars. Oh yeah, a I lot know. of people. That parking
1: lot. Who was the dude in the old Chevy with the the bull horns on it and the chain steering wheel? I love that thing. Have you seen Uh, that um, out there? Do you know what I'm talking about? No.
2: I regularly run into
0: Galpin employees who are Either wrenching or they
1: drive something cool, and it's good. good. It's
2: great. There is no. I, we should I also mention
1: we've been kind of ragging on David a little, but he has done some things in the office area that are genuine, alt, genuinely altruistic, especially for the feline community. Because I'm told his are you uh, feeding ZJ, strange? he's not feeding them, but he's made his ZJ available as a sort of flop house slash maybe brothel for the local cat population that are not voluntary. In there. Well, a lot it, of cats here, just, well, just apparently. And how many did you find living in so, your
0: ZJ? Well, there's, there's one. Yeah. And actually, we actually have a We actually have a. Uh, we actually had a, um, like one of those hunting cameras where you can like spot. You know.
1: Oh, something. oh, really? To, to spot. So we have the cat?
0: actually footage of the cat, and it's all up in my Jeep. It's not great. <laughs> how did it get in? Through the transmission tunnel. <laughs> Honestly, cats—they're incredible. This is the this is that uh, AMC quality. No, mm-hmm. no, it reminds me of the, uh, the Bob Lutz quote. about. Uh, Do you know about this Bob Lutz quote? I this think one? we might have mentioned this before. The, um, I
1: like this one. You could say it again. I just like this one. I was at a,
0: at a Chrysler, it was like a young professionals event, and Bob Lutz was the, the keynote speaker. And he said that um, in Japan, to check the quality of their cars, they'd put a cat in their car and close all the doors, and if the next morning the cat was so sleepy because of lack of air, um, it was a good quality car. Uh, he <laughs> said that at GM they were like, "Okay, we'll do that," and they put a cat in their car, shut all the doors, and the next morning it was gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's basically the same. Oh, thing. that's good.
2: Yeah. Did cool. you name the
1: cat? Oh, I know, I haven't yet. You should name him. What's a name that has ZJ in it? Zed James. The anyway, sanjeev There's a lot of names. Or Cherokee. Well, is it a Grand Cherokee, right? Yep Sequoia yep. Like the famous Cherokee Who uh, came up with their
2: language You know sequoia the, For whom the tree Oh yes yeah.
1: <laughs> Cherokee syllabary.
2: Wake <laughs> up David Oh uh, yeah yes. Well what else we got going on Come on We got a, we got an exciting uh, season Here in front of us Exciting <sighs> year here in we front of us We have a big car show Coming up in October We do yeah. We're doing the, the The ninth annual Almost annual Galpin car show And Autopian car show It's gonna be big So October 15th Sunday It'll be big This is going to be great. It's going to be like ten car shows in one. Yeah, this is it's going to be nuts.
1: So all these these are always good. And you got last time we were here, there's whole groups that like prepare and bring their whole club out to these shows.
2: We get several clubs, the the Mustang Club and the Edsel Club come out, but we have exotic car. Uh, yeah, you know, everything from exotic cars. Uh, we have a lowrider uh, club that comes out and does hops. Uh, we get the See, hot like rod that. clubs and uh, all. I mean, every kind of walk of life. We've got a a JDM class, a VW class. We're gonna do EV class oh, this year
1: that's fun and of course
2: an utopian class uh yeah, be great. Which, i call them classes not that we're doing anything uh judging, uh, judging or any of that just uh, okay. just, just, just a good old categories. time yeah it's fun i think we want to do like a, a people's choice this year i think that's always a, a good yeah. one that that's that's what we should do maybe we should do it by categories there too we'll do a well, people's, people's choice. choice by each one you know i think that's smart i like that. come up with some uh some big goofy trophy or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, like that'd, idea. F- that'd be fun. So uh, okay. so yeah, looking forward to that. It's gonna be awesome.
1: We and there was the uh, the big show at Porsche Santa Clarita where we had kind of an utopian meetup. And I we want did. to mention we we got to drive the Berkeley around, a which bunch, was great, which was fantastic. That was, we're gonna have a video, uh, full video of the Berkeley driving experience coming soon. But this thing is tiny. And okay, so what is so much the Berkeley for, for our listeners? We, can't, oh, see we can't see this incredible. We can't. Oh yeah, true. So Berkeley was um, if. Back in the day, if you thought you'd like an MG, like a small MG or a Triumph Spitfire, but they just felt like too much car. Way too, too big. Way too big. Way too much money. You thought, I'm Way too much power. I can't handle all that. Then the Berkeley was what you got. It's a microcar, but a microcar made to be fun as opposed to a desperation vehicle just to get you where you're going. It's got a little two-cylinder air-cooled 328cc engine. Makes about 19 horsepower. Yep. And it's just a blast to drive.
2: It was, although the pedals are so close together. It's kind of freaky uh, if is, you're yeah. not wearing the right shoes. Oh, but. yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> The pedal confusion is
1: real because they're like yeah centimeters from each
2: other. Yeah. But that's once you get fun. used to
1: it, it's fun. I thought I was going a lot faster in it. I could have sworn I was hitting 40 or 50. And it apparently, was four or five. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I think it was about that. It was not not fast. But, uh, yeah, that thing was a blast. So
2: that'll be fun. we got more videos coming soon. We've been doing a lot this year. I mean, we've been busy we we have been we, we have been, been sitting on our ass and no. and dude you guys are growing the site like crazy it's been it's brilliant See ah. uh,
0: it's oh shoot so there've been some big stories uh uh that over the last 6 months the biggest one actually the biggest one ever was about actually a Ford F150 related story and it's yeah. the story about the Ford offering a factory backed supercharger on the Coyote engines
2: 700 horsepower That's a lot in a regular yeah. F150 right yeah that's pretty
1: bonkers. It's cr- it, that is our most read story ever. Yeah, we got to get one. Strange. Yeah, we do have. Yeah, now you were saying the California law says you can't. You can't just order it with the supercharger.
2: So we have to. Uh, the The car has to roll over the curb and install it for a customer. We can't just install it in a stock unit. So there's like a literal has to roll has to out of... to physically go over the... They have to sell the... Buy the car. They have to drive Do the it paperwork out. Yeah. and drive it over the curb. Then we can install a supercharger. So that means...
1: So if you get a customer who says, I want this and I want it with the supercharger, pay for everything, they have to drive it out and then like circle the block and come back before you can
2: do it? Well, we can uh, uh, put it in the, the price. So we can put all that yeah. in there, but we can't install it until it's... Until they've driven it, someone
1: has to actually drive it at least a little. That's amazing. It's so ritualistic and yeah. like almost
2: superstitious. It's like
1: boy, that's a good way of putting it actually. Because yeah, yeah, it's like a, it's like you're doing an incantation or something. And, and
2: these are the carb legal uh, units too. Wow, because I mean, you know we're we're very restricted in what we can do here in California. Why 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 can't you just sell it with the supercharger? Why does it have to go through all that? you'll have to ask the <laughs> okay. ask carb but uh, they they've got their reasons I'm not I'm not quite sure on that one. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I assume it's just some way to make sure that people that automakers don't get around carb certification. Right. You know, otherwise they would just, you know, they'd have they, the stock car would be they would just have powerful cars that would otherwise not get through carb.
2: I don't but, know. but these are carbs these, these are CARB certified. Yeah. Yes. And huh. they, they have to get them, um, you know, tested and, and approved and the CARB sticker and everything like that. Oh, okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess. But yeah. we still can't install it on a new vehicle. It would have to pass them on, right? Yeah. yeah. Huh. So.
0: In any case. We might be, stuff. We might be seeing like work truck looking F-150s that look just innocuous. Just and then at the haul. stoplight, they just haul. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why yeah. people really like that sto- that story so yeah. much. It's you got to build one of those. There's yeah. just something about an underdog. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, if it's an F 150 Raptor R, very cool, no doubt. But everybody knows that thing's going to rip. Yep. But a vinyl floor, regular <laughs> yeah. cab, long bed F 150 work truck. you could
1: put it in a work truck spec, right? There's no reason you can get the oh, base yeah. model. Yeah. The idea that any F one
0: fifty around you could have a seven hundred horsepower V eight in it is kind of dope. That's
1: cool. Yeah, yeah. that's exciting. So that was a big story. What else we got? What else was huge that we've been talking about this past? You oh, know what? Can I talk about what I want to talk actually, about? Actually, hold on. Okay. Well, actually, you probably do want. To, this is probably what
0: you want to talk about. One of our biggest stories was about a car, a car company whose who vehicles sold? were recycled cars from junkyards. Oh yeah, that was one of our.
1: Biggest story. Remember this? Completely bizarre. Isn't that strange? So Powell was a truck company yeah. in the in like the late '40s. I think they started, and they their business model was there was a particular year of Plymouth that they would drag out of the junkyard, clean it up, take all the crap off it, salvage what they could, and then build a truck on that chassis and sell it as new. But that was the business model. They they that was how they did every single truck they built. And they were kind of cool trucks. They had these tubes that you could order in the back if you had like a fishing pole or like a javelin or something that would like, out of the sides of the bed, you would like slide out like a huge cylindrical drawer. And they would, they, they sold a bunch of these. Like, it's... That's- I can't even comprehend. Can you imagine that today? Like if, if like Rivian said, okay, instead of building cars like we do now, we're going to buy old Crown Vic chassis and we're going to clean them up really well,
2: but that's the basis for all of our new trucks. Like people would, nobody would believe them. It, like, oh, that's, that's insane. It is insane. It's bonkers. Even back then, that's insane. I think it was kind of bonkers back then, but they, their goal was- they How many to did they build? The,
1: there's a registry that has the number of them. I think it was in a- few hundreds of them and i think they ended or they're still surviving but the goal was they wanted to make a sub thousand dollar truck and i think Mm. if you translate to modern money it's still pretty jam cheap it'd be like a like a nine like a sub ten thousand dollar thing now and they did it though like they did it because they were able to build and sell these things so cheap because the entire engineering of the chassis and all that stuff and the motors and all that was done by someone else and they did a good job of cleaning them i'm told it was they had a factory Crazy. and I was told by the Leslie over at the Peterson the curator Leslie Kendall he said they um it had like a moving assembly line but you measured it in terms of like days or even weeks as opposed to like <laughs> how many hours like, yeah but it, I don't know I think it's an amazing idea and you know like be David's i3, they talk about the upcycling of materials in it, and it's got, like, recycled plastics and things like that. That can't hold a candle to dudes just dragging dead cars. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm. Exciting stuff.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, we are um, sort of going to get to to the end of this podcast here in a sec. I think it would not make a whole lot of sense for us to talk about, uh, you know, sort of give an update of the last six months without mentioning that the car world lost a giant. Yeah. Uh, in, yeah. in in your dad, Bo, and uh, well, thank you. And um, yeah, um, I, I was privileged enough to go to the celebration of life, and
1: um,
2: I saw a, a video of that. And it amazing. was
1: so many people. It was just the, the whole street yeah. was lined
2: up. It was amazing. And uh, we had uh, a really wonderful thing. Uh, and thank you, by the way. And uh, the, it was a, a beautiful memorial. And um, uh, Henry Ford the Third flew out to uh, speak wow. there, and Elena Ford and. Uh, a lot of the uh, uh, top people at Ford and I obviously got a lot of uh, calls and support from whether you know Jim Farley and Alan Malally and you know, just this amazing outpouring of, of, of love but uh, thank you guys and uh, he was an incredible man and um, you know for those of you who don't know he uh, ended up in the car business by accident. Uh, he never what was he ended- doing before? So he was uh, going to USC. He was very young. Oh, yeah. um, he was uh, had a family, married with two very young children, babies, uh, was working graveyard shift at Lockheed because he could work for six hours and get paid for eight. Oh, wow. And I don't know how he studied and had a life in between all of that, but he was also in ROTC uh, because <laughs> he was going to go into the Army afterwards. And he got drafted, but it was a mistake. So he dropped out of school and quit Lockheed. Uh, and a friend said, hey, what if we sell some cars? We can make some fast money before you get shipped off. So that's what he started doing. And they found out it was a mistake. He wasn't really drafted. Uh, but he was already uh, now in the car business selling uh, Nash's in Glendale. Wow. And uh, Peter DePaulo's at Nash Glendale. And, um Uh, Then he moved over to Galpin Ford in 1953 and then worked his way up in the company. So he was uh, the most honest man I've ever known in an industry, in a business that earned its horrible reputation. And when he would talk about some of the dealings that were going on when he first got there, I mean, shit we wouldn't even imagine. Like they would actually have customers sign blank contracts.
1: Whoa. They would
2: agree to numbers and then the managers would put in whatever numbers they wanted and then stuff them in the glove box. Uh, and then he would say, like, whenever customers would come back, like, everyone would freak out and hide in the bathroom because they all thought they were coming back because they got <laughs> ripped off. But a lot of times they were just coming back to look for a car, and that's when he would sell them a car. So um, when, uh, when Nash got just shut off, he said, um, uh, when uh, uh, Ford and uh, GM started discounting, which meant that from 1946 to 1953 – uh, supply had not yet met demand from World War II, which yeah. was kind of interesting. It just finally clicked with me after the pandemic and, you right. know, all the things that we've gone through. It's the most yeah. similar time since World War II. Uh, but uh, uh, dad uh, uh, came over to Galpin and Ford and uh, was a salesperson and and really just focused on uh, honestly taking care of his customers with integrity and, and doing the best uh, for them. And and wanting to earn their business for life, and their friends and and family uh, feel comfortable referring and come back for business. And uh, in fact, one of his customers that he sold in 1953, his family's still buying cars from us, Wow, Uh, Gill.
0: Galvin became the biggest Ford dealer in the world without really doing much advertising, right?
2: No, we didn't build it on advertising. It was built on word of mouth and People, exactly that. That's uh, wild to uh, think about. Repeat and referral business. Repeat, referral, and reputation were like 96% of our business, you know. Um, but that's how it was built, was like on this very solid foundation of taking care of people and doing things the right way. And he grew from, uh, when he took over Galpin, it was out of trust, which means they couldn't pay their bills and were mm-hmm. in big trouble to the number one Ford dealership in the world. And he also just, well, he was a just loved people. He wasn't really into cars as much as just, people and taking care of them. Uh, But he loved uh, creativity and letting people do things and and have fun. So they knew they could have fun with cars without getting in trouble. And that kind of birthed galpinizing and a lot of the creativity that we see. So uh, a lot of the first rumble seat mustangs (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, you know, the first sunroof installed and the conversion van industry and off-road craze all all grew out of galpin. And that grew out of just listening to Customers and and our employees and wanting to build and cool do th- uh, do and do cool things and build cool things and and we did and that's what gave us our, our reputation today and you know where I got my passion in life for cars and all this craziness so that's amazing uh, so he was an amazing man and when him and my my mom met they really just uh, took off together and uh, she was. Also, uh, very much on the creative side with him, and uh, they had a lot of fun together, and really built a, a beautiful business together. So, I'm honored uh, that uh, I get to continue it. And uh, it was a it was a tough time, but um, you know, we, we lost mom uh, two years ago, and and dad on the second anniversary of mom's passing. Wow. So, it was a bit poetic, and yep. quite frankly, them being back together again is what gives us peace and, mm-hmm. and joy. So. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that. And um, and uh, it was, uh, like I said, an incredible outpouring. And actually, Jeff uh, uh, Scobin had this brilliant idea because um, uh, my dad would always drive by Galpin um, even when we were closed or on Christmas. So he said, well, why don't we bring Bert by one more time? So we actually brought him oh. by in the hearse and all of the employees came out. And it was we shut down Roscoe Boulevard, wow. and the LAPD so did people. this. Oh, it was crazy. We had, gosh, I mean, over a thousand people out there.
0: And I it, talked it, to it, a few it, of them. It, it, I, I, t- I took was, a couple notes because oh, cool. We're gonna we're gonna write a story on Bert, and there's oh, still right so there's still some video assets being made, and I want to make sure that all of that can, oh, well, can you. be put in there. I talked to a, to a few to to some of the folks. Some were, had been technicians here for. You know, 25 years. Oh, yeah. And they were emotional. You know, oh, it was, yeah, um, th- yeah it was, that, was, that was an incredible last ride there.
2: Well, he, he helped out a lot of people, and that's what I would hear constantly was, uh, your dad didn't know me, or didn't, you know, and, and uh, but he met with me anyway, and he gave me this advice or did these things for me that changed my life. And, you know, they, I kept getting story after story that I'd never even heard before, but things that he just did to, to help people. Um, and from his heart, not with any, you know, wanting anything in return. And that's that's why he was, uh, he got back what he gave. You know, you get what you give, and he gave out a lot of uh, love, and you could see it come back.
0: And uh, at the um, Celebration of Life, uh, you said, someone
2: from the Ford family was there, right? Uh, Henry, Ford, Henry, the Henry Ford the third. Henry Ford
0: III. His joke was pretty good. <laughs> you, the, the Which joke, one? The joke about... Um, he said that uh, he and some of his friends a while ago were talking about whether or not God drove a Ford, kind of, oh, yeah, yeah. kind of as a joke, you know. <laughs> they talked about it and they were like, "Eh, he probably doesn't." I mean, it's, it's heaven, you know. You don't need to, and hmm. and then public transit up there, right? Yeah. And then you know, now that Bo is is with them. For sure, he oh, got yeah, drives he's, a Ford. he's driving a
2: Ford now, for sure. That was that was. A, I thought that was a solid joke. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, and uh, Henry's amazing. He worked here uh, for oh, really? uh, for a period of time, and I'll tell you, all of the employees loved him because he worked so hard, was so humble, genuine. He was there to learn, and he did, but he busted his ass doing it. Wow! Worked on holidays, weekends, never acted like he was better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. We just just love him. And the Ford family, they are amazing people, good, good people. So, uh, uh, so it was a wonderful celebration, and uh, we were really honored that uh, that he came by. So, thank you for that. No, no, yes. Wow.
0: Yes, a lot so. has happened. A lot has happened in the last six months since yes season one, and um,
2: and a lot of good things uh, coming up that are happening as well. So, oh yeah, a lot we're of great
0: things. This podcast is going to get us get get exciting. Um, <laughs> We've got a, another season coming and a lot of car stuff if you're a car we fan. we got a,
2: a, a great special guest for our next episode, that's which is right. uh, Rod Emery. Yep, that's going to uh, be good. Which, oh, yes. Uh, we're really excited to talk with him about Porsches and Outlaws and Those all are gonna kinds be fun. of fun cool stuff. And we've got, we, we got plans, big plans for doing all kinds of things in video and
1: stories and all of your favorite writers, and Mercedes and Thomas everybody's gonna more be events, do more events
2: get togethers
1: utopian's going big big, big i tell you right. This
0: is that's phase right phase two
1: utopian so so get ready thanks exactly. a lot for um
0: but yeah thanks a lot for listening to uh season two let's go you can find all these podcasts and some really wonderful articles you can't get anywhere else on www.theutopian.com And PS, if you love what we do here, you can become a vinyl velour or rich Corinthian leather member of the Autopian by going to theautopian.com and clicking the button that says support us because as these podcasts are probably demonstrating, we need all the help we can get.